Walt Diptula Road Rage. Listen to this, Ramona. <clears throat> you had Larry Zonka 20th all-time on your running backs list, and I've been meaning to thank you for that. My dad, who passed away six years ago, was buried with his number 39 jersey. Is that right? You never know how you might impact people and and in this profession. You know, I often think, like, <clears throat> what I do is not uh, meaningful at all, that, you know, other people have you know, uh, real jobs that do real things. And, uh, yeah, sometimes we're reminded that we, we do, uh, and, and occasionally do impact people's lives and, and for some maybe make things a little easier. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, Larry Zonka, <laughs> Larry Zonka ran and, and, and by the way, um, uh, what a great story. Uh, your, your dad, uh, picked a good guy to have as a hero and, uh, and, um, you know, obviously we're very sorry for your loss as well. But, uh, um, yeah, and your dad must have been a good guy to like Larry Zonka too. Larry, Larry Zonka, Larry Zonka was the most significant mauler who ever played the game. He, he was not a guy who was fast. He was a physical force. And when he got to the second and third levels, he didn't try and run away. He intentionally punished people he made them not want to tackle him or not want to try there no runner ever ran more physically than than larry zonka did uh it, you know and you know what runner there are just certain guys throughout the history of the sport that have had perfect names larry zonka oh i know it's a football name. is a perfect name dick buckus ray uh, yeah. nitschke you know, on the all-time perfect football names list, these were the men who played this game, you know, and and played it in a way that that really no one else has. So you're uh, you're more than you're more than welcome. Um and uh and thank you. Um Text said every time you bring up Text 678 said every time you bring up the greatest receivers in NFL history, I always wonder where you would put Steve Largent. Not an athlete, but does he get any credit for longevity in his records? You know, he was a better athlete than uh than most are aware. A much really a much better athlete. And he was a great route runner and a and an absolute perfectionist. You're a hundred percent right to bring up his name. He's absolutely in the conversation of the greatest receivers who have ever played. And he, and yet and yet you're right. He's a name that that people overlook. That is is frequently forgotten about. You're a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. Um, Wow, Hank, thank you very much. I mean, Jason writes, Rona. Well, very blessed to get to listen to you and Rona every day. Um, and by the way, P.S. Don't forget Riggins. Uh, look, Riggins, Riggins was not only a giant physical force, but he had one thing that Zonka didn't. He had long speed. Riggins came out of Kansas. You know, Kansas isn't known for much in football, but they're known for a couple of things. They produced they produced uh, Gail Sayers and John Riggins, two of the greatest running backs who ever lived. Um, you know, and. And Riggins was 
you know, a force of nature. And, and again, not only a big physical back, but a back that had, had long speed. And he was also a kook. You know, I mean, I, I can't remember how that story goes about him and the queen. But it was, you know, he met the queen and he, and he said something like, hey, baby. He did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something of that something of that sort um uh i'm getting all sorts of great historical and you know what in before we even get stand i'm coming right to you before we even get to some of these other super bowl quarterbacks and their names i just want to say that a lot of these texters are all over guys that are the questions like i've got a doug williams a dilfer um um Oh, texter rates receiver Raymond Barry. R- Raymond Barry is, yeah, Raymond Barry is is top five or six too. You're you're 100 right. Texted no Chris Carter. Nah, not really in that group. A texter asked about Calvin Johnson. Yeah, he's in that group. Um, and uh, texter said, um, he's waiting to hear the great Rex Grossman. <laughs> We're gonna get to him, uh, but. But a texter wrote, and I, now I can't find it. Um, where is it? Where is it? Oh, here it is. Here it is. And stand on again. I'm coming right to you. Texter uh, 242 writes, Mark Rippon will be interesting. He wrote that at 456. And here's what my answer to him was. Excellent call on your part. Because I think he's the most interesting of all, in my opinion. Uh, and I'll explain why when we get to we get to him in a few minutes. Uh, Stano, Stano, how you doing, Stano? I'm doing great. Well, appreciate you getting me in. Thank you for getting in, Stano. Uh, Good to have you, as always. Well, I'm gonna date myself. I'm going back to Bart Starr in Green Bay. Yep. And NFL Championship game, uh, which is an exciting game. But there's a quarterback that I thought was really a tough guy was Y. Tiller. Y two oh, yeah. for the New York Giants. Yeah. Bald, I mean, bald-headed. I never will forget. I never will forget. They had a picture of him on Sports Illustrated and show how bloodied he was after that uh, yeah. Green Bay loss. But I mean, he was a tough, tough quarterback. Yeah, and, look, and look, I think he, I know. I won't say he was the greatest, one of the greatest. Oh, he was I great. He was one yeah. of the toughest. Yeah, no. Y.A. Tittle was a great, was a great, great quarterback and one of the toughest. And yet he looked like Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> well, I won't, I won't put that on him. But, uh, <laughs> but he did a little. He, there was a resemblance to to Paul Feinbaum, I think. And and yet, uh, and yet, you know, again, he was one of the great quarterbacks to ever play. And he, but I mean, he's little, little ever talked about, little ever known. Yeah, and right. I didn't pull for him because I was a Green Bay fan. Yeah. And uh, but I never will forget he was he was brutalized in that game. Yep, hundred uh, percent. When they played Green Bay, but he survived through it. And I still think he's somebody that needs to be mentioned as a good quarterback, yep. or maybe a great quarterback. Yep. No, I would agree with that, Stan. It's a good call. Thanks. Thank you, Stano. Now, of course, he didn't participate in any of these Super Bowls. Remember, this is just this. This conversation is really just the Super Bowl era. The pre-Super Bowl era brings in a lot of other guys as well. Uh, but back to this. Back to this list. So, so far, what have we? We have uh, two guys that 
you would not consider great. 1986 is Phil Simms. He was the MVP, and you're going to have to consider him great. Because, uh, first of all, Phil Simms was playing like the best quarterback in the NFL at the time of that Super Bowl. And in that Super Bowl, Phil Simms set an NFL record that still stands today for completion percentage. I believe he completed 88% of his throws in that game. So he qualifies as great. Uh, the texter brought up Doug Williams. You know, Doug Williams playing for the the then Washington Redskins franchise is a is a little bit like Mark Rippon playing for that franchise. Um, in that, you would not consider either one of these guys historically great players, but they were both playing unbelievable football in the years of their Super Bowl victories. And that's why they're the toughest calls. And the textures hit these. The textures hit these. Doug Williams in 87 and followed by Mark Rippon in 91. Um, again, both big bodied quarterbacks, both uh, big time arms, Neither guy historically great. They're a little like Plunkett in that neither of them was historically great, but they were absolutely great in the individual years of their Super Bowls. And so I think you would have to call them great for this this Super Bowl conversation. They were, now again, it's almost a different divider because neither one of those guys is, is a Hall of Fame quarterback and never would be. But they were both great in their individual years, and, and especially Rippon. Rippon, in, in 91, Rippon was unbelievable. I mean, he had one of the greatest seasons a quarterback had ever had in NFL history up to that point, which is why I think that the Texters did a really good job in asking about those two guys. They were both MVPs of the Super Bowls, um, but they—I'll I'll admit—I think both of them fall in a gray area. Uh, I'd be more inclined to label Rippin great um, because I think Rippin that year in '91 he had all those Nat receivers, and and they just chucked it all over the field. Um, they, they were like ahead of their time, really. 92 is Aikman. That's inarguable. 93 is Aikman, inarguable. 94 is Steve Young, inarguable. Steve Young's one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time. The only thing kept Steve Young from being uh, maybe one or two or three was Montana. He had a roadblock in front of him. But Young, at the time that he retired, set all the NFL records for completion percentage, um, highest completion percentage in, uh, in a career in history. And he uh, obviously won a Super Bowl, blew out the Chargers. Of course, their quarterback was Stan Humphreys, not great. Um, 95 again was Aikman. 96 was Favre. 97 was Elway. These guys are all self-explanatory. 98 was Elway. 99 was Kurt Warner, all self-explanatory. 2000, Trent Dilfer. That takes some explanation. Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer, one of the worst uh, winning quarterbacks that ever played. Um, you know, but what what did Trent Dilfer have? He had the same thing that Jim McMahon had. If if the '85 Bears weren't the uh, the greatest defense of all time, the 2000 2001 Baltimore Ravens um, might have been. Uh, again, I think you look at any block of of 
uh, Super Bowl titles, the greatest defense of all time, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think by far. But single season, it's the 85 Bears, and that Raven team was in the conversation. They also had a dominant running back, a physically dominant running back, um, and a 2,000-yard runner. So they had a lot of the other ingredients, and they had the benefit of facing Kerry Collins uh, in the Super Bowl. What some of these, uh, what the few game manager types that ever won a Super Bowl have in common is they didn't face Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) They faced, you know, Kerry Collins or Stan Humphreys or, you know, somebody of that sort. They did not face uh, great, great quarterbacks. Um, all right, we're going to get back to this on the other side because there's 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 more to get to. And we'll look at the uh, we'll look at the rest of it before we do any of that. Uh, let me tell you about my friends at Twin Peaks. Hey, uh, listen. How can it be get, get better than Twin Peaks? I mean, are you kidding me? Where are you going to be for the Super Bowl? I mean, you're going to be at Twin Peaks, right? How about this? It's national bar rollout. Twin Peaks knows what the top of the bar game looks like. Shake up your next order with one of Twin Peaks' new handcrafted cocktails available now here. Uh, How about this? The Power Slap 6. February 6th, Power Slap season finale is on in the welterweight championship. KO Chris faces his first title defense against Emmanuel Munez. Can't make it to the live show in Vegas? Don't worry. Hit up the Greenville Lodge and catch every strike with a tasty handheld and scenic views. Uh, How about this? The... February 11th to the 14th. Oh, yeah, you know what that is. It's the Sweethearts Costume Party. Scenic views are calling you to Sweethearts Week. Swing by for scenic views wrapped in red and steal your heart specials at the Sweethearts Week Costume Party, February 11th to the 14th. It doesn't get better than that. And then it does because, of course, finally, the Super Bowl. The biggest Sunday in the game is here. Show up early. First 100 fans get a free square, and every fan walks away with a free fried pickles bounce back. It does not get better. It's the Niners and the Chiefs. It's all Twin Peaks all the time. You know, the beautiful women, the scenic views, the 29-degree draft beer, the incredible cocktails and drink mixes, the uh, the 80 high-definition monitor so you won't miss a moment of the action. And, of course, the biggest surprise is the food. All scratch-made, absolutely incredible. Get there. You will thank me later. Waltip to the Road Rage. Quick break. Getting your guaranteed maximum refund with TaxLayer feels like... Yeah, yeah. Saddling up and chasing down... Look at that sweet fula! That big old cash cow. Look at all that money! File for free with TaxLayer Simply Free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And if this is your first time thinking about what you're getting your special someone, don't worry. Buff City Soap in Clemson and Greenville has got you covered. Whether it's a coworker, friend, teacher, significant other, or just someone that can use a thank you, treat them to delightfully scented plant-based soaps, bath bombs, wax melts, candles, laundry soap, body butter, beard oil, and much more. Visit Buff City Soap in Clemson in the Hartwell Village Shopping Center and in Greenville at the Shops at Green Ridge. 
Coach Dabo Sweeney here from the Clemson Tigers. Just like high schools across the upstate, Clemson fans love football. But one thing I love more than football is my family. That's why we talk to our three children about alcohol and other drugs. Alcohol is the leading cause of death among youth. But the truth is, most upstate youth aren't drinking or using drugs. Remind your teenagers that most teens choose to be healthy and drug-free. Talk to your teens about drugs and alcohol. They will listen. For more information, go to phoenixcenter.org. This is Herb Tyler. I want to make sure that you download the Chick-fil-A app before attending the 2024 Chick-fil-A Recruiting Wrap-Up hosted by Fort Hill Clemson Club. Create an account, make sure your phone's location service is on so you have a precise location turned on for the app. We have a fun location-based giveaway planned only for attendees, so don't miss out on this. And never miss out on getting rewarded by mobile ordering on the Chick-fil-A app when you visit Chick-fil-A of Clemson or Chick-fil-A of Seneca. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralast brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Get in zone, some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar the only media outlet where you won't need a two-step authentication to access. It's going to be exciting. The Roar, where every day's game day. Somebody blew up a building, somebody stole a car, somebody got away, somebody didn't get too far, yeah, they didn't get too far. Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day, son, a man had to answer for all the wicked that he Welcome to the Red Range. We are back. You can get in if you want, 654-7627. We somehow got in this conversation of the great Super Bowl quarterbacks of all time. How is this matchup of Patrick Mahomes and 
and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, because, again, uh, the entire history of this game says that uh, Brock Purdy's do not win. The entire history of this game. Now, I, look, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Maybe San Francisco's just an overwhelming team. I, I don't think they've played that way thus far, but maybe that's the case. All right, so going on with this, where do we leave off? We left off with uh, Trent Dilfer. Okay, so obviously one of the worst starting quarterbacks uh, in, in Super Bowl history. Uh, you know, um, so he was in 2000. 2001 was Brady. Uh, 2002, Brad Johnson in Tampa Bay. Now, again, this is another of these teams that had an elite historical defense. That Tampa Bay defense led by Warren Sapp and, and Derek Brooks and that whole bunch, they were uh, truly elite. And Brad Johnson got carried to the Super Bowl. You know, here's how you know that, because he didn't win the MVP. <laughs> I mean, they tried desperately to give the MVPs of these games to the quarterbacks, and uh, and they did not give it to Brad Johnson. Uh, but uh, so he was the Super Bowl winning. So he fits in the – he is in the uh, not great category. But then again, you know, he went up against Rich Gannon. Now, Rich Gannon – you know, at that period of time, Rich Gannon actually was an elite quarterback. He was an MVP. I don't know if people realize that, but 2003 is Brady. 2004 is Brady. 2005 is Roethlisberger. 2006 is Manning. 2007 is the other Manning. You know, you can make an argument about him, but he was great at the right times. I mean, that's for sure. I, I, I still don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But I admit that it's hard to keep a guy out of the Hall of Fame who won two Super Bowls, especially when you consider who his two Super Bowls were against. Uh, but I still don't view him as a, as a Hall of Famer, though. When you look at his career numbers, there's just so many awful seasons for Eli Manning. But I guess for this conversation, he has to be considered great. Ben Roethlisberger, great. Drew Brees, great. Aaron Rodgers, great-ish. <laughs> Uh, Eli Manning, there he is again, uh, Uncle Eli. Uh, Joe Flacco, uh, not great, but he was great in 2012 and 13. As I said, he, he went through those playoffs. I believe he threw 12 touchdown passes and zero interceptions. I know the zero interceptions is right. I think the 12 touchdown passes is right, too. I think he went 12-0 and zero in the playoffs that year. So a guy who obviously wasn't historically great, but he was great in that year. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, great-ish. Brady, Manning, Brady, Nick Foles, not great. Played great in that game, but not great. You know, so he he would be, he would fall on the example of, you know, a game manager type who had uh, one shining moment. Brady in 2018, Mahomes in 2019, Brady in 2020, Matthew Stafford still falls in the great category, and uh, Patrick Mahomes in 2022. So, it's a whole lot of great, a few guys who had career years, the years they won the Super Bowl, and could you could consider them great for that year. Very few sort of game managers who were never great and weren't even great in the year that they won. In terms of guys who were game managers and weren't even great in the year that they won, excuse me, um... I don't know. Joe Theismann, maybe. McMahon, maybe. 
Oh, we left out Jeff Hosteller. Because I know why. Because I skipped from Doug Williams uh, in the Montana years to Mark Rippon. That's how we left out Hosteller. Hosteller falls in that category. He was the backup to Phil Simms who won a Super Bowl because that Giants defense was so great. Uh, Hosteller out of West Virginia. He falls in that category. So you have you have Theismann, McMahon, Hostetler, Dilfer, Brad Johnson, I think that's it. I, I think there are five guys in Super Bowl history who have won Super Bowls who were not great quarterbacks and were not great in the year of their Super Bowl. That would exclude guys like Rippon and Williams who are not historically great but were great in the year of their Super Bowl. So I would say there are only five examples of Brock Purdy types winning the Super Bowl. That's the challenge. I mean, you know, that's that's what Purdy and the Niners are up against. They're up against all that history. They're up against these names tend to be guys like Unitas, Montana, Brady, you know, uh, you know, uh, Steve Young, John Elway. Uh, they tend to be names like that. Mahomes, they, they tend to be names like that. The guys who win the Super Bowls. Even most of the guys who lose the Super Bowls tend to be that. That's the challenge. Can you go against all that history um, and, and win? I don't know. Mark Rippon in 1991 was sacked six times in a 16-game season. Texas said that was the great part. Well, his offensive line was great, but... They had a vertical passing game, which is what really makes that amazing because Rippon chucked the ball 50 yards down the field continuously to all those Nat receivers. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, Texter said Mahomes of the first ballot Hall of Famer if he wins Sunday. Yes. Yeah, I think if Mahomes wins Sunday, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. That's a really good question. It's sort of, if your career ended then, are you a first ballot Hall of Famer? I would say yes. If, if he, you know, if he elected to, to walk away, um, I, I would say, I would say that was the case. Uh, did you see that his father was arrested? His father was arrested no. on a three-time loser deal in Texas. And the, the penalty for that is uh, uh, mandatory 10 years plus. Wow. So in the lead up to the Super Bowl, uh, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes' father decided it would be a good time to get arrested for a third time. And uh, Wow. Yeah. Way to represent. This. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, somehow Mahomes, somehow Patrick Mahomes like the only normal one in that whole family. Oh, yeah, is that right? Well, you know, I, I mean, the brother is just a complete goofball. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, T-Bone asked, did you mention Brad Johnson? Yeah, he's on that list. He's on the list of five guys to me who were not great in the year of their Super Bowl, nor were they, were they great historically. I, I would say there, there are about 10 total guys who were not great historically who won Super Bowls. About five of those were great in the year of their Super Bowl or great for a couple-year period around their Super Bowl. 
And then there were five in my mind who weren't great in the year of the Super Bowl, nor were they great historically. Um, so it's a that's a really that's a really short list, very short list. Texter said, "Texter, will Josh Allen be great? Yes, I'd like to see him get surgery, but yes." Texter said, "Eli broke my heart, Super Bowl forty-two. You know, uh, and and you know, it is true that uh, Peyton Manning's Super Bowl there, he he, uh, he beat Rex Grossman." So did everybody else who ever played Rex Grossman. There was that. And then, you know, Payne won the two Super Bowls, but one he beat Rex Grossman, the other he got carried to it by the Denver defense. Uh, I don't know. Um, Jason Walt, how about guys that played in the Super Bowl? Uh, they were great but didn't win. Steve McNair. Yeah, Steve McNair, unfortunately, came about a yard away, half a yard away from, uh, from pulling a major upset. Um, you know, Steve McNair was a really good quarterback. I mean, um, you know, had he won the Super Bowl, he would have fit in the great category. Um, and he came as close as you can to winning a Super Bowl. Uh, Texas said, do not mention Matt Ryan. <laughs> it's one year anniversary. It still hurts. You know, <laughs> you know, somebody else brought that up yesterday. It'd be in the yeah, one, I remember. Yeah, it'd be in the one-year anniversary of, uh, of that. You know, I, I, I've occasionally... Every once in a while, I bump into it by accident. I don't go seeking it out. You know, I'm doing, I'm bumping around on on YouTube watching some sort of sports videos, and and I'll bump into that. And you go back and you watch it. Falcon fans probably don't do this very often. I, on the other hand, would do it quite often if I remembered it was there. <laughs> but but but, <laughs> but you go back and you watch that thing unfold, and and it's just amazing how many things needed to go wrong for Atlanta and right for the Patriots for them to pull that off. But, but you know, the other part of it is it, it must be the feeling that you would get if you can't swim and you were thrown into water and you, and you knew you were drowning and there was just nothing you could do about it. It had to be that same feeling because that's how it felt watching it. It felt like the Falcons were drowning, that the die had been cast, and that there was absolutely not a single thing on earth they could do about it. It was just things were spinning, and you could feel it. You could feel, you could feel not only was the score starting to shift, but you could feel it. And as soon as you felt it, you knew it was over. You you knew Brady was coming back to beat them. You just you you knew it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even a doubt. As soon as that from twenty eight to three. As soon as that momentum started to spin, started to shift, you knew, you knew with absolute certainty that that it it was over. Um, where did Mister Fender's uh, tweet go? You know, um, oh here it is. Uh, oh, he's the one who asked me about Steve McNair. I should have known that, Mister Fender. Yeah, I should have known that that you were asking me about a Tennessee guy, Mister Fender being located in Tennessee. By the way, Ronnie, you know what I saw yesterday? What's Completely that? Completely unrelated to this. What? I don't even know if I really want to tell this. I saw a uh, an Ineos Grenadier. <laughs> okay, I don't know what now, that is. Now, some of you people are out there thinking, what kind of deer? <laughs> I saw an Ineos Grenadier. It's the first one I've seen on the road. Uh, I, I had a particular interest in these vehicles uh, when I knew they were coming out like a few years ago. And uh, 
and actually put a deposit on one at the time. I don't think it ever, it, uh, I don't even think I ever got my deposit. I, I don't know. I have to check that. Um, but, um, you know, I didn't know. I was just, I was, but I have not seen one and they've been out of sight, out of mind for so long for me that I've forgotten about them until yesterday when I'm driving in here and I saw one. So if you listen to the show and, and you know what I'm talking about, you, you own a blue Ineos Grenadier. Uh, I saw you dude yesterday and, uh, and you should call the show. Um, very, very cool vehicle. Uh, started out being more reasonably priced than they ended up being, which I knew would be the case, <laughs> which, which uh, again, I knew would be the case, but, uh, uh, but they are, they are made for off-road. There is, there is, it's like a no frills made for off-road, uh, vehicle. And I, I didn't think I'd ever see one. Uh, but, uh, but I did for the first time, uh, yesterday by far the, uh, you know, again, they were so far out of sight, out of mind for me. I didn't even know how I would ever see one. And then I found out some information, uh, uh, in the last 24 hours about how it is that I came to, uh, that I came to see one. It's that there's actually a, uh, a dealership in Atlanta. It's, <laughs> It's dealership-ish. Dealership-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's dealership. It's dealership-ish. But uh, but some dude uh, who lives in uh, Easley or somewhere uh, clearly bought one. And uh, as I said, first one I've ever seen. Quick break. What's that sound? That's the sound of Downy Unstoppable scent beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long. There it is again. It's like music to your ears, or more like music to your nose. That freshness is irresistible. Let's get a Downy Unstoppables bottle shake. And now a sniff solo. Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppables in-wash scent beads. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I'm a proud Clemson alumni from the class of 1981. When folks come to see us, they've generally got a problem of some sort. And we start out by listening. That's what makes the Davis Law Group different. Whether it be a work-related injury, a problem dealing with an insurance company, or a family law issue, you are going to end up having to deal with the judicial system. And it is a journey. So what we try to do is help you find a path forward through that system in a way that you will have a fair result. Contact us today at davis.law. We'll be glad to help. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically. 
which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralast brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one breaks destination. It's hoop season here at the Roar, and we've got you covered all day long. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Don't let the old man in. I want to leave me some more. Can't leave it up to him He's knocking on my door I knew all of my life That someday it would end Get up and go outside Don't let the old man in Yeah, and and uh, and that's the uh, the final uh, Toby Keith rejoin for the day, and the saddest one. Um, he he knew um, near the end that this song that he wrote for Clint Eastwood um, also now belonged to him, uh, because uh, he had asked Eastwood, uh, who was in his eighties, how he stays young. They were friends. He asked him how he stayed young, and Eastwood said, "I go outside every day." I, I get out in the in the sun every day. I I go I have to be out of the house. Otherwise, he said, Eastwood said, otherwise you let the old man in. And uh Keith uh wrote a song about that and sent it to him that Eastwood used at the end of one of his movies. So uh a pretty cool little story, but but as the end neared for Toby Keith, um, he knew that the song now also applied to him. So, um, rest in peace. Truly uh, saddened by it. And uh, and again, I, I think uh, one of the great uh, country singers of our of our life and time. So, um, so that was your uh, dedication all day long today. Uh, that's the the uh, the final one that was on the docket, and we potentially played that. Uh, last you can get in if you want six five four seven six two seven. Um, 
Yeah, he is now, but he wasn't then, Texter. Texter said East was 93. He wasn't then at the time that the song was written. Um, Texter said that Patriots comeback uh, still haunts Kyle Shanahan and, and, uh, and his reluctance to run the ball. Yeah, you know, I guess it probably should. Uh, there was a whole sequence of events in that game, obviously, you know, if you go back and you look at it, that um, that were amazing. Texas said Theismann's greatest moment was him describing a special teams play while on Sunday night football, um, not safe for air. You know, I would say that, that some would say that Theismann's greatest moment, and he liked to change his name from Theismann to Theismann, uh, and back and forth. He was never quite sure whether it was Theismann or Theismann at various times in his career. But uh, most people f- throughout his career, even going back to his days at Notre Dame, knew him as Joe Theismann. Theismann rhymes with Heisman. I th- there's some suggestion that that's even why he pronounced it that way. Theismann rhymes with Heisman. That could have been. He didn't win it, by the way. He, 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 did, not, he did not win it. Uh, Texas said you would have thought I've, I've had several uh, Marino uh, texts um, Texas said you think Marino would have been labeled a GOAT if he could have won a Super Bowl or two uh, I, well no I mean because you know a Super Bowl or two doesn't equal 7 out of 10 um, and and uh, the honest truth about Marino is he was his own worst enemy in some ways. Um, he and Shula were friends, but they were also competitors and almost enemies in terms of how the game was played. Marino wanted to throw every play. Shula wanted to run. Shula won two Super Bowls with Zaka Kick and Warfield, with uh, Zaka Kick and Mercury Morris, excuse me. And uh, and that's how he wanted to play. Marino wanted to throw on every play with Clayton and Duper and 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 ushering in a different era of football. Shula knew that, at least he believed, that you could not win that way at that time at the highest level. There was always a a competitive thing going on there. And Marino, quite honestly, was a, was a stat-hungry guy. Um, and there's uh, all sorts of evidence about his stat-hungry nature. Um, you know, so uh, was he as good a pure passer as has ever lived probably do he throw uh with as quick a release and velocity as the game has ever seen yeah probably uh, but you know he never was able to combine that stuff and and win in the end and i'm sure he always thought he'd get back there again and never did. Let me tell you about Canty. Water in the crawl space can sit there for months or years. Standing water in the home can damage the foundation, rot wooden beams and joists, cause mold and mildew, contribute to unhealthy air inside the home. Standing water, that musty smell in your basement, can be a sign of major problems for you in your home, if not addressed. Canty Foundation Specialists, your trusted local expert in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Canty offers solutions to fit any home or budget. Even the smallest leaks aren't going to get better over time. So call Canty today, 1-803-373-0900. 1-803-373-0949. They offer free inspections, lifetime warranties, financings available if needed, cracks in your exterior interior walls, uneven floors or doors, windows that are hard to open. Call 1-803-373-0949. Visit their website, cantycanfixit.com. C-A-N-T-E-Y, cantycanfixit.com. You will thank me later. You know, 
we haven't heard any predictions on on the Super Bowl as yet from anybody. I don't know if people are just like, at least I don't think we have. Maybe we have, and I've forgotten, but I don't think we have. I don't know if people are like holding back, whether they just don't know, whether they're like me. I don't know. You know, I'm sitting here today, and, and I have no idea. I mean, I just laid out the whole history of the Super Bowl, though, that says, that basically says it will be Kansas City. I I believe two things. I believe San Francisco is the better team with the better running game, and if they can control that element, they can win the game. I also believe that Kansas City is the better quarterback, and the whole history of this game shows that the better quarterback wins. Will this be an exception? You know, you know. here's the other thing. Is there a situation in that history where one of these guys, one of these no-name types, beat a better quarterback? Joe Theismann beat David Woodley. That's a big-time no. Uh, Jim McMahon beat Champagne Tony Eason. That's a big-time no. The score of that game was like 56-10. to 10. Uh, and it wasn't that close. McMahon beat Tony friggin' Eason, who basically sucked. He wasn't even really supposed to be the starting quarterback. Um, Doug Williams, who falls like in the in the period in, in the period greatness, did beat John Elway, but I don't think that counts. I'm looking for the uh I guess 1990. Jeff Hostetler beat Jim Kelly. Um, maybe that's it. You know that that game has a unique history all to itself. Um, we're gonna go back to that one because that's right now that's the best example. Um, Trent Dilfer beat crappy Kerry Collins, so no. Brad Johnson beat Rich Gannon, who did have an MVP year, but I would still say no. Um, so I would say the best example, if you're looking for Brock, if you're looking for Brock Purdy to beat Patrick Mahomes, the best example is probably 90-91 when Jeff Hostetler, a relative no-name, who was really the backup quarterback to Phil Sims with the Giants. Uh, due to injury, he got his chance that year, and he played pretty well. But he beat Jim Kelly in the first Buffalo loss, the field goal game, Scott Norwood game. Um, and, and so that came down to, like, the final play, and, and that took a miraculous game plan by Bill Belichick. Tar Heel Chad, I'm coming right to you. Let me just let me just fill in the dots on that on that deal. Because, you know, Hostetler won, but the, the guy who really won that game was Belichick. That was Bill Parcell's team, but it was Belichick who won that game. It was the first true sign of Belichick's genius. Belichick knew that the Giants were not as good as Buffalo that year. And he knew that the only chance he had to beat Buffalo was to get this. He basically designed a game plan to allow Buffalo to run. 
He wanted to take away the passing game. He knew that Jim Kelly and those weapons, the passing game, and the K-Gun offense could uh, could shred them if given the chance. So Belichick baited Buffalo into running the football, which they did with some success all game, but it took away their tempo. They basically uh, self-imploded as a result, and Belichick was hailed as, as putting together one of the greatest defensive game plans of all time, a game plan in which he baited a better team to do something that they did not want to do because it was the only way the Giants could have a chance to win, and they wound up squeezing by. And again, even that came down to a missed field goal. So that's the only real game in history in the in the Super Bowl of era where a, a sort of nobody at quarterback, a historical nobody and a nobody at the time of his Super Bowl, beat a quarterback that was better than him. <laughs> that does not bode well for Mr. Relevant. It just doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I basically laid out a case here that, that almost makes you an idiot if you take San Francisco, and yet I still think that there is a path for them. It's run it and keep it away from Mahomes. Turn Mahomes into party. Tariel Chad. Chad, what's going on? So does that make is, – is Jim Kelly the greatest quarterback to ever – to never win a Super Bowl? Well, he and Fran Tarkinen uh, both lost four. Um you know, and uh, I, I thought I was thinking Tarkin then lost two or three, but I yep. didn't. I forgot it was four. Yep, and uh, and so those were the two most significant losers in Super Bowl history. Elway was on that course, and uh, you know the thing about Elway is Elway was getting before Elway finally won his two Super Bowls. Um, you know he was he was taking teams to the Super Bowl that had no friggin' business being in the Super Bowl. You know, you know he right. and and then he was getting slaughtered when he got there, and then people would blame him. But those teams had the only reason those teams got there was because of that guy's uh, individual brilliance. Yeah, Elway was. If he played on a better football team, he may have won four or five. Yeah, you know to be. So a uh, couple of quick things. What in the hell is going on with the Hurricane basketball team? I don't know. Do you see, like, there's some yeah. chemistry there. It just like. What happened last night was bizarre. I don't know if I've ever seen Laranega kind of act like that two yeah. different times. And their play is just pathetic. Yeah. The it's, whole thing. It's really hard to explain. And unfortunately for Clemson, they probably played their best game of the year against Clemson. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, that's that's the uh the Brad Brownell luck of the the uh, draw. It never seems to go his way. But uh but yeah, I, I think you can make that case. Yeah, I, I think it's a really disappointing performance by a team that seemed to have a lot of pieces and a lot of a lot of the same answers that they had a year ago to make the great tourney run that they had. And the funny thing is, I mean, it's probably insane to think so, and they're not going to get there, but if they got to the tournament, I still think they could be dangerous. But their whole season, basically, other than the Clemson game, sort of dispels that. Yeah, it's just a bad look. And watching Virginia play, I don't care. I mean, I get it. I just can't stand it. If, yeah. if I had, if I, I was a Virginia grad, I would change. I'd I'd go to grad school <laughs> to find another team. There's no way in hell I'm watching Tony Bennett 31 times a year. I just can't. No, I, can't I just can't take I, it. I can't either. It's, it's just, but it's okay. It made a great guy. Yeah. And does a lot of good. I yeah. get it. But so, last thing, do you think? Tonight, Clemson 
going to try to play smaller or bigger? You think you're going to see a lot of white tonight if he can play? Potentially, what's your thoughts on that? Or do you think they're going to just kind of get roll with what they've been you know, playing, yeah. so, which would be a good thing for us? I don't know. Yeah. You think they're going to change it up, I guess, is a better question. No, I think they're going to roll with what they what they have. You know, I think uh, one, you know, I think this is a good spot for Clemson to come in there after you beat Duke. Uh, and I think that's right. going to be what Clemson has to hope for. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Jed, hold on a second, because I, I do want to get to one yeah. thing with you. So hold on. Uh, let me tell you about my friends at Iron Drive Floor Coatings. Uh, you know, Jake and his family, his dad started the company uh, 15 years ago, and Jake runs it now. Uh, just a terrific family who runs an unbelievable business. Iron Drive Floor Coating, you are getting the very best. You don't have to believe me. You can go to Google because Iron Drive Floor Coatings has the most five-star reviews in their industry. Not the fifth most, not the fourth most, not the, the most five-star reviews in their industry. They have 12 stock color options, limitless custom colors. Go to Iron Drive Garage floors.com for a free estimate and to schedule their services decorative epoxy coating why epoxy because only epoxy sticks in the state of south carolina everything else peels because of the moisture that's why here's another thing it turns out that you need expensive quality equipment in order for the floor to stick not surprising uh and that's where iron drive wins because they've invested over forty thousand dollars in the equipment to lay the floors down and and you don't get the dust either easy to clean extremely durable transform your space transform your garage your mechanical room your patio the same way you would in covering your bedroom kitchen den floors it's iron drive floor coating they do commercial as well they've done jobs all over the upstate go to irondrivegaragefloors.com for a free estimate and to schedule their services irondrivegaragefloors.com trust me you will thank me later and they have a lifetime adhesion warranty guaranteed for as long as you own your home quick break we'll get back to Tar Heel chat in WCCP FM 105.5 Clemson Greenville Anderson WAHT AM 1560 Cowpens 97.5 Spartanburg we are the roar hi everybody I'm Don Munson up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson athletics but first this from Founders Federal Credit Union Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve, along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations, or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Our Clemson men's basketball team is in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, for a showdown tonight with the North Carolina Tar Heels. North Carolina comes in 18-4 overall, 10-1 in the ACC. That 10-1 record in league play is good enough for first place in the league. They're also ranked number three in the country, are the Tar Heels, and it is their highest rating in the Associated Press poll since the 2018-19 season. Of course, they're also coming off of a win over the Duke Blue Devils, a game in which Armando Baycott led the way 25 points and 10 rebounds. And also, Harrison Ingram, the transfer, had 21 points in the contest. North Carolina is led in the scoring column by R.J. Davis, as he not only leads North Carolina in scoring with 21.3 points per game, he also leads the Atlantic Coast Conference 
in scoring. He has 14 20-point-plus scoring games so far this season for the Tar Heels. North Carolina, of course, won earlier this season in uh, Little John Coliseum, 65-55. That was back on the 6th of January, so Clemson will look to see if they can get a little bit of revenge for that contest. Airtime for 6.30. Hope you can join us. As always, go Tigers. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Start learning a language today at Babbel.com. The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have as strong a tire as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company, a winning combination since 1973. Call them today and be sure to check them out at PendletonTire.com. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Where it began, I can't begin to know it, but then I know it's growing strong. Touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. Welcome to the Red Rage. We are back. Let me get back to Tar Heel Chad. You know, uh, 
You know, Chad, the first... Chad, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You know, the first game was the uh, one of 18 debacle. That was the game that Clemson went one of 18 from three-point range, shot 5.6% from three. Uh, One thing that's not going to happen tonight is Clemson's not going to go one of 18. Now, you know... That was really the difference in the game. You went 8 of 23, so you had a 21-point advantage from beyond the arc. The second, It was tied mm-hmm. at the half. The second half was 31-21. Clemson only scored 21 points in the second half. And again, they could not buy a jump shot. Now, Joe Girard has not shot the ball well in his career against North Carolina. And those things tend to continue because every shooter knows who they've shot well against and who they haven't. Um, you know, again, it's what I call Wayne Ellington syndrome. So he used to torch Clemson. Um, you know, and in Gerard's case, it's, it works the opposite way. It's that he's never had any good shooting performances against Carolina. So there's nothing in his memory. Well, Go ahead. Uh, what yeah, I was going to say is, um, you know, Ingram and Ryan, streaky shooters, right? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Ingram has a total four game and he does a lot of other stuff. But yeah. You know, you can't expect him to – he shot lights out the other night from twos and three, so you can't – I wouldn't expect that either. So No, but, but Cormac Ryan is a guy you've expected to shoot better than he has all year. He's a 90% three-throw shooter, and you expected him to be a 40, yeah. 40% three-point shooter. That just hasn't happened. But, you know, the way everyone else has shot the ball against Clemson this year, this uh, maybe this is going to be the night for him. Uh, from a Clemson perspective, I I, I hope not. But, yeah, you think that they will kind of do the same thing Duke did, uh, drop off Cadeau, force him to shoot, you know, instead of him getting to the rim and to the paint? You think that's kind of what they'll take, do the same thing Duke did? Well, I I, I hope so because Clemson's had trouble yeah. leveling off dribblers to begin with. So, you know, that's right. been that's been a problem, especially for the, the starting lineup. You know, again, Clemson gets better defensively when they go to the bench. So that's that's going to be one challenge of the game. But I, I think, you know, in the first game, Clemson actually shot more free throws. You know, that never happens uh, at Chapel Hill. So, you know, I think one of the things that's going to be key is free throw attempts. I think it's going to be vital that P.J. Hall creates fouls, not just, uh, not just on Baycott, but on anybody and anybody in the post that, that he creates fouls. Because I think if Clemson has any chance to win, I think free throw attempts have to be close at the end of this game. Three-point shooting is going to have to be close at the end of this game. And Clemson's going to have to team rebound, which they have not done a good job of because right. North Carolina has an advantage on the glass. And North Carolina yeah. out-rebounded Clemson, I think, by 10 in that first game. Yeah, uh, 11. Yeah, they may have the glass. If I, I would get some action early on for – uh, PJ on the block. I mean, yeah. it, you know, sort of like what Hubert did with Baycott against Duke. Yeah, there was, you know, there was immediate plays right out of the gate to establish, and I think you kind of have to do that. Uh, you just don't want PJ out there drifting twenty five feet from the basket, chucking it up. Right? I mean, you know, he can make them, but still, I think you need to get some easy offense around the basket. Would be my yeah. guess. His, look, his his breakdown in my opinion, needs to be 75% paint, 25% three. I think that's the breakdown that works for him. And his importance to Clemson 
in the paint is enormous because Clemson really only has two guys who get to the free throw line, him and and Chase Hunter. And Chase does it obviously a different way by driving. But but PJ is the guy who can get other teams in foul trouble and get Clemson to the line when he plays in the paint. And if if he if he isn't giving you that, then Clemson has nobody who gets to the line. And and that's a big problem. So for that reason alone, and part of that would be the the, the, the battle in the post and to see, you know, yeah. which of those players gets the other into foul trouble. Uh and both have had some issues with that. PJ especially. Well, good quick turnaround. Um, you know, for Clemson, <laughs> if they somehow could win. I mean, that just it changes everything immediately. I mean, oh, yeah. it's been really some uh, – <laughs> the skeptics have been out, but that would totally flip things. So, anyway, we'll see. Yep. Good luck. Take yep, care. thank you, Chad. Yeah, I mean, if Clemson were to win this game, um, all of a sudden every every single Clemson fan, even the Brownell haters would be – most of them would be back on board because essentially you'd be in. I mean, barring a total collapse the rest of the season, and you'd go from playing – not very well to suddenly you'd be viewed as playing very well just by winning the one game. You know, it, 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 it would be, it would be a game of the magnitude of uh, South Carolina's win at Tennessee. It, it would be a game of that, of that magnitude. If Clemson were to go to North Carolina and, and win this game, pull this upset, it's not impossible. It, it's not possible. Again, they have the ingredients. You, you know, the recipe is you do some of the things you did last game. You rebound the ball better. You get to the free throw line, and uh, and you don't go one of eighteen from three. You know, I mean, the you know the the, the, the point. There've been too many of these games where Clemson has not shot the ball well from three at all. We get James and Anderson on the Super Bowl. James, James, how are you? Good to have you. I'm good. How are you? Good, James. Thank you. I thought on your irrelevant quarterback beating a good one. Yeah. What about Brady's first one? Not what he turned into, but the first game. Everybody thought Warner was going to kill him. Yeah, but you know, I don't. It's an interesting point, James. But I don't think you consider you could consider Brady irrelevant given what he's done. I mean, just because people didn't know him then. He was still that guy. He just, you know, hadn't fully blossomed yet. But it's an interesting point. It's 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 actually a pretty interesting idea, uh, not one that I had even considered. So um, I uh, I appreciate that. And I ain't saying Brady gonna be Brady, but he's got the team around him. Yeah, yeah, he does have the team around him. There's no question. If if Purdy wins the game, it's gonna be more because of that team around him. You know, I I mean, I. Look, they always give the MVP of these games to quarterbacks, but I almost think if the 49ers are to win the game, I wouldn't be surprised if McCaffrey was the MVP, you know, because it would mean that they ran the ball and they dominated physically and they controlled the clock and time of possession. And actually, I think that's their path to winning. Despite all the weapons they have, I think their path to winning is to keep Mahomes on on the sideline. True. Yep. Yep. It's a good, but it's uh, an interesting point. Yeah. It's a good job, James. Thank you very much. Uh, yep. It's a good job. Um, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the draft for more, but you know, uh, we're, we're quickly running out of time. Uh, Clemson basketball hitting your way at, uh, at six twenty-five today. Uh, you know, on this North Carolina Clemson game, I'm looking at the box score from the first game. 
was 34 all at the half. The second half was 31-21 Clemson. Clemson's had too many of these games recently. You know, this is supposed to be an offensive basketball team. If you're going to be an offensive basketball team, you got to score. <laughs> you know, and, and the funny thing is, all the analytics and metrics say Clemson is an elite offensive team in the ACC, except for three-point shooting, which has been, you know, the biggest negative surprise of, of this basketball team. We knew going into the season there were certain things that were potentially problems. We knew going in that that defense was potentially an issue. We knew going in that rebounding was potentially an issue. I think both of those things have been issues, especially the, the defensive element, because, again, your best offensive players are not your best defensive players. Um, and that's why you have to juggle things to try and find the uh, the right mix. And and uh, of late, Clemson has not, has not been able to find that, but – uh, but, you know, sometimes basketball is really, really simple. And in this case, it's pretty simple. Um, North Carolina went 8 of 23 from three-point range, which wasn't great, but was was plenty good enough. And Clemson went 1 of 18. It's a 21-point disparity from behind the arc. You, It's almost – here's the thing. You are never beating North Carolina with that disparity. All right. There may be some other teams that you can beat because you dominate such in the paint. You're not going to be able to totally dominate in the paint against North Carolina. So you 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 have to play even from the three-point line. The, the free throw attempts, the three-point shooting percentage, and the rebounding are the factors that will decide this game. And from a, from a standpoint of what Clemson didn't do last game versus what they need to do this game, uh, Clemson needs to finish through contact vital if they're going to win this game too many they were bumped off too many layups inside and this applies to ian too uh and even pj had some shots roll off that he would normally make uh again go into the body of the shot blocker and then it's not even a shot blocker just go into the body create contact don't don't fade keep them on their feet you create the contact don't get bumped off the bumped off laps uh spencer spencer how are you i'm good well how are you good thanks spencer. For getting me on. thanks for getting in appreciate it hey i wanted to get your opinion on something and i haven't heard anybody really talk about this but uh as far as clemson how many players do you are you comfortable with being on the floor and being productive I'm, in my mind i would say 10 players that that i feel comfortable being on the floor at any time i think that's right do you agree with that yeah i think that's right yeah about, about 10 and most teams that we played, and, and in all of our losses, it seems like those teams maybe had six, maybe seven. Sometimes somebody beat us with, with their starting five. I don't think anybody on the bench even scored. I forget who that was. But but one of my issues I've, I have is these teams are out re- offensive rebounding us every game because yeah. they're throwing three to four guys to the, to the, to the boards, yeah. you know, trying to get offensive rebound. And, but we never get the rebound and push it at that point and push it up the floor. And possibly you know, run a little bit, score some points, or at least wear the other team down. Because I think we have enough players, you know, for stamina-wise, to keep the, the game running a little bit more. We yeah, never need to push the ball up the court. And you know, and, Spencer, you know, I I tend to easy points. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Okay, it, college basketball advanced scouting is so good now that that if you allow these teams to set up their half-court defense, it's really difficult to execute offensively. Now, Clemson has something that a lot of other teams don't. They have a dominant post player 
in in PJ Hall. The one concern you get into Spencer in in when this team runs too much or in the wrong situations is you can sometimes leave your best player behind. Clemson did that in the game against Miami. You know, uh, Brad was on the sideline yelling push 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 it and thinking that Clemson would uh, would wear out Miami because Miami had less depth than Clemson did. But in that game, what you did is you actually outran your best player. And 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 so P.J. wasn't involved against a team that had a 6-6 post guy. And I think that was a game you needed yeah. to actually slow the tempo and get the ball inside to P.J. Hall. Uh, but that's not what, what happened in that game. Now, North Carolina obviously is a team that wants to go up and down. So you have to be careful here. Uh, in choosing your spots. I don't think it means you don't run. I think there are certain times that you do run. You're not wrong either. There have been some teams that have been that absolutely have sent everybody to the glass and and right. you know and in those situations, yeah, you do have to run a little bit. You know, you can't let Virginia set up their half court defense, for example. And they were killing Clemson on the offensive glass. So yeah, you would have thought that court balance for Virginia would have been a bit of a problem given how active they were on the offensive glass and that Clemson could have beaten them down the court perhaps more than they did. And, of course, wore them down as well. Yeah. I mean, we can wear teams down. Like, yeah. There's a couple teams that can run with us, but we, we don't we don't never push the ball up the court. I mean, we, we're, we're crossing half court with seven, eight seconds you know, up on the clock yeah. instead of just pushing it once in a while and letting Chase maybe Beetle or – our guards maybe make some plays, you know, just speed it up a little once in a while. I've been I've been yelling at the TV all year about that. I mean, let's push the ball, <laughs> get the rebound, throw it out, and and, and push it yep. once in a while. That's a good job, Spencer. You know? Really good job. You need to call more often. Excellent job. Yep, thank you very much. Well done. Yeah, look, I, I think there's there's something to that, at least situationally. Now, Clemson has been a team that offensively has been very good all year. It's just the three point shooting. I mean, if you just add just even decent three-point shooting to Clemson's profile so far. They win a whole bunch of games. They won that North Carolina game, the first one. I mean, you know, just think about what what did what does Brad call it? Uh, water finding its level. Just think about that first game for a second. All right, North Carolina goes eight of twenty-three. Clemson loses by ten, uh, and Clemson goes one of eighteen. If Clemson had gone five of eighteen, five of eighteen. That's below 33%. I'm not asking a lot. Five of 18. That's 12 more points and you win the game. You know, and there have been other games like that. This team is just not... Look, one of the things to, to watch for tonight is Gerard. Gerard has had a miserable history against North Carolina. He's If Clemson's going to win tonight, he's going to have to shoot the ball better. You know, PJ's going to have to dominate in the paint, hopefully get Baycott in foul trouble. Clemson's got to get to the free throw line. Uh, Clemson's got to shoot the ball well from three, and Clemson has to rebound the basketball. Transition defense has to be good, uh, but rebounding is always going to be a key when you play against North Carolina. Now, Chase Hunter had a good game the first game from the field. A lot of mid-range stuff. Uh, you know, Chase needs to continue to get to the rim, too, because, the again, the only two guys who get to the foul line with any regularity in this team are P.J. Hall and Chase Hunter. So, you know, those two guys... Are, are going to have to be a big factor in that regard. Speaking of big factors, uh, Ramona had a big factor the other day in her life, and it was Gilstrap Roofing. Gilstrap's been covering the upstate for four generations. Ramona thinks I jinxed her from the previous. Yeah, I did. 
Ramona thinks Ramona thinks I laid the hex on her from from my saying, man, it's been a long time since that leak, Ramona. Uh, so it had been like nine years. Let's be honest, right? I think so. Right. That's I'm a, not sure. That's a long time. And, yeah, it is. And uh, and your roof is now how old? Uh, twenty. Ooh, ooh, Twenty-one ooh, years. That's Twenty. A big number. That's I a. Think. That's a. Twenty. <laughs> That's a big number. So yeah, what what 21. happened? What happened? You need to call Gilstrap out again because he had another uh, emergency kind of situation. Not water coming down your walls. No, no, there was no water yet. Mold, but there mildew, was mold, you saw. mildew at the top of the ceiling, yeah. and I eh, you knew he I thought that was that something. was water. Yeah. Yes. So I called him up. Yeah. They made an appointment, came out, looked at it, gave me an estimate, came out, did it, and everything's great now. So and. And they were right there, right when they said they were. Oh and yeah, and they clean up. They clean up the job. It. They don't leave nails in there the driveway or you know boards anywhere there or anything. Any any of their trash laying around. Everything's. There you go. Uh, they take all that stuff with them. They're courteous. Everything. They're great. They're How about great. that? See, you know, I could talk about them forever, but. Ramona's unsolicited view right there is actually it was solicited, but <laughs> but regardless, it yeah, but was, I, I, but right. I use them, right? Yeah, I use our advertisers. Yeah. Oh yeah, like all of them, you use all of them. Yeah, and and Gilstrap is uh, I'm a homeowner. Yeah. I got things. That's right, and Gilstrap has saved your bacon twice. And a few years from now, they'll have to save it again <laughs> when yeah. you're 21-year-old. cheeks and put the hex on you again. It's you are, Gil- stop. It's Gilstrap Roofing. They've been serving the upstate since 1935. Family-owned and operated across four generations. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured. A full-service roofing contractor. Extensive experience with hail damage and wind damage claims. GAF Master Elite Certified gives the option to upgrade your warranty. Like and follow Gilstrap Roofing on Facebook and Instagram for a chance to win their monthly giveaway. I promise you won't want to miss out on that. Call today, 864-269-1232. Tell them Walt and Ramona sent you. 864-269-1232. Or visit them online, gilstraproofing.com. Gilstraproofing.com. I promise you will thank me later. Uh, here's the here's the final uh, words on uh, final thoughts on uh, Clemson, North Carolina. Uh, you can't score 55 points and beat North Carolina ever, 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 ever. Clemson scores 55 points tonight. You are guaranteed to stink and lose. Uh, you know I don't know what it's going to take offensively, uh, but it's going to take more than the 65 that North Carolina scored at Clemson. Uh, it just is. You know, Clemson's going to have to have a really good offensive performance, play sound basketball in all the areas that we mentioned, um, and, you know, maybe above all else, uh, you're going to have to shoot the ball better. It sounds simple, and it is, but free throw attempts, three-point shooting, rebounding the basketball, and finishing through contact. Those are the keys tonight for Clemson to pull the uh, the shocker. I, I think Clemson has a puncher's chance I can't pick Clemson to win, obviously, but I think Clemson will compete in the game. I'll be disappointed if they don't, and maybe something will bounce their way at the end if they can hang around long enough. I'll see you tomorrow. Can I get a weight reading on the cat in exam three? Zuri needs a new vet tech after their current one literally moved to a farm. But finding an ideal replacement takes some training. This is like hurting cats. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. 
Indeed you do. Schedule virtual interviews and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Term